Hello, I'm Margot James Copeland, board member at AARP. Welcome to IdeaGen's 2022 Global Partnership Summit, hosted by the NASDAQ. This summit focuses on discussing lasting organizational partnerships implemented to solve the world's most vexing issues. Hear speakers from leading companies, NGOs, and academia describe their strategies and current initiatives all focused on achieving one of the global goals. I will speak within the context of goal number three, ensuring healthy lives and promoting well-being for all at all ages. Every part of that goal is very meaningful. Health, well-being, all people, all ages. At AARP, we are proud to have helped to put the word age or aging into 15 of the 17 sustainable development goals. By the year 2050, one in six people in the world will be 65 or older. As the medium age of the population around the world increases, it is vital that our policies reflect this demographic change. Today, I want to talk to you about two developments over the last few months that show how AARP's leadership advances health and wellness for older adults. The first example is a legislative victory in the U.S. in the past few months. The second example is a convening of business, nonprofit, and government leaders to share best practices and share an important way of thinking about health and wellness, an approach that is applicable on an international basis. I have chosen these two examples to illustrate that our pursuit of the goal on health and wellness, as well as other goals, sometimes will be specifically tailored to the laws and circumstances of one country, and sometimes will reflect approaches and actions that should resonate across the globe. I will start with a legislative achievement in the U.S., one that AARP was instrumental in getting over the finish line after a struggle that extended back many years. AARP has fought for many decades to make sure that our members and all older adults in the U.S. have access to affordable health care. That is at the heart of our social mission. We fought hard to successfully pass the Affordable Care Act, which stopped the very harmful practice of denying health care insurance to people with pre-existing conditions. We helped to beat back efforts to repeal this law. Now, with President Biden having signed the Inflation Reduction Act into law in August, we have accomplished another longstanding AARP goal prescription drug pricing reform. Prior to passage of this law, Medicare has been barred from negotiating prescription drug prices on behalf of people in the Medicare program. Now, common sense and a due regard for health and financial concerns of older Americans have prevailed. Medicare will finally be able to negotiate the prices of some drugs and drug companies will be penalized if they raise prices in Medicare higher than the rate of inflation. 
there will be a $2,000 limit on what Medicare beneficiaries have to pay out of pocket for their prescriptions. This will make a big difference. Today, there are millions of Americans struggling to pay their prescription drugs, even having to choose between paying for their medication and paying for other basic needs, such as food, rent, and utilities. This new law will mean potentially life-changing savings for them. Under the new law, in 2020, 1.3 million seniors spent more than the new maximum of $2,000 out of pocket. Co-pays for insulin will be capped at $35 a month. One third of Medicare beneficiaries have diabetes and more than 3 million use insulin. In 2020, they were paying on average $54 a month, an amount that had increased close to 40% since 2007. Now they'll have lower costs and peace of mind that the cost of the medication they need to live won't keep skyrocketing. The new law also extends for three more years with subsidies under the Affordable Care Act to help make insurance premiums more affordable. This provision is especially important for 50 to 64 year olds who buy their own health insurance. The average savings for them has been more than $950 a year since these enhanced subsidies went into effect in 2021. Without the subsidies, many wouldn't be able to afford health insurance at all. This new law certainly advances health and wellness in the United States. Now I will turn to my second very recent example, a convening by AARP this month on the business case for healthy longevity. By healthy longevity, we mean the state in which years in good health approach the biological lifespan with physical, cognitive, and social functioning enabling well-being across populations. Every day, more than 10,000 Americans turn 65. We have also seen substantial growth in the number of people working past 55. In fact, the increase in workers 55 and older accounted for all the net employment gains, 17 million since 2000. People are working longer because they need to, or because they want to, or both. Enlightened businesses recognize the value of older workers, the advantages of a multi-generational workforce, and the importance of promoting the health and well-being of employees at every stage in their careers. As Abby Miller-Levy, managing partner and founder of Prime Partner, put it, employees appreciate machines depreciate. Two different meanings of appreciate apply very well here. Employees appreciate being treated well. Employees appreciate because of their increase in value. A focus on healthy longevity is good for employees, good for business, and good for society. It becomes important then to build a greater understanding of the connections among work, the workplace, and health, and then to act upon that understanding. For example, employment 
and working conditions can play a role in reducing disparities in health, health coverage, and life expectancy. Disparities in life expectancy are projected to cost the United States a potential $1.6 trillion in GDP in the year 2030 alone. We are now at a time where there is high demand for workers. People are looking for employers. People are looking for employers who will be concerned for their overall well-being and appreciate the need for a work-life balance. Employers who go beyond increased wages to build workplaces that support greater health, longevity, and well-being for workers of all ages will be a stronger position and will be in stronger position to succeed. The pandemic has made many people rethink what they want from work, and that includes a greater focus on flexible work arrangements. Businesses can respond by instituting or extending flexible work schedules. They can adopt job sharing for certain positions. They can put in place policies that meet the caregiving needs of their employees, something AARP does by offering 80 hours a year of caregiving leave on top of other benefits for AARP employees. There are 48 million family caregivers in the United States, and while they are devoting many hours and often many resources to take care of their loved ones, they also need to take care of their own health amid the stresses of caregiving. Businesses can support caregivers' health and well-being. Businesses can also promote healthy longevity by recognizing the value of older workers who bring institutional knowledge, loyalty, a relatively high degree of engagement, and a capacity for mentoring. For older workers, indeed all workers, businesses can be proactive and responsive in offering opportunities for lifelong learning and for retraining. Business should recognize the value of older workers and design a work environment that addresses the well-being of all workers and the value of an intergenerational workforce. Today, age discrimination in employment remains a serious problem. We need to finally get beyond the stereotypes about aging that hold all of us back. When I say all of us, that is what I mean. A report from AARP and The Economist A report from AARP and The Economist Intelligence Unit found that bias against older workers costs the U.S. economy an estimated $850 billion in productivity in 2018. In an AARP research survey of nearly 3,000 people earlier this year, 91% said age discrimination against older workers is common in today's workplace. Among those recently seeking a job, over half said an employer asked for their birth date. We need to insist on an end to age discrimination. Businesses can advance that objective, not only by rejecting age bias, but by also including age in their reporting on diversity, 
equity, and inclusion in their organization. As we all seek to realize goal three, good health and well-being, the business case for healthy longevity should be an important element of our strategy. Thank you. Thank you for your time. And thank you for listening.